Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curious Case of Bare Knuckle Bell. It comes to us from the awesome people over at Stygian Fox. Our game master is Jason Melnichok, and our recap will be given by Kevin Glazner. This is episode two. So, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Kevin? Our path started when we were brought together by Mr. Hudson and Mr. Brand to assist them in their investigations, both mundane and unusual. We were there when they unraveled the affair of the Golden Web of Lang. We also saw their brilliance during the investigation into the thing that lurked beneath Bramble Street. But six months ago, we were met with a horrific shock. Mr. Hudson and Mr. Brand had gone missing. We could not find a single clue as to their whereabouts, and I, for one, was much saddened by their failure. And then the time came that the barristers said would come. Legally, Mr. Hudson and Mr. Brown were declared deceased. We knew this would be done, but were even more surprised to find that their business had been left to us to continue. And so it was that we met on a cold September morning at the offices of Hudson and Brand to form a new detective agency. However, before this responsibility could fully sink in, a knock was heard at the door. A poor little lad was seeking help to find his missing chum. The missing man was William Hartlock, a participant in illicit brawling who was known as Bare Knuckle Bill. The little lad saw Bill taken away by ruffians of the Green Gang after his last fight. Similar men were seen by another witness visiting Bill before his last fight. A threatening note was found in Bill's flat. The curious case of the disappearance of Bare Knuckle Bill points in one direction, foul play. I had arrived at the offices of Hudson and Brand that September morning, a humble cab driver. But by the end of the day, I had become a detective. Well done. Jason? Yeah. All right. So we open up the scene. Um, all the detectives are sitting around the table in the dining room. And this, uh, their servants are bringing them out a very nice welcome meal. There's mutton, uh, some beef. Uh, all assorted seafood, wine, and some spirits. The table's set, the candles are lit, and the group is discussing what their next move will be. Delicious, Miss Le Mrs. Levi. Yes, as always. She thanks you, and she stands at the, the back of the room waiting if anybody needs anything. I find myself at the moment trying to weigh our options, I feel that we need to see what we can find out about uh, our missing uh, boxer, uh, investigating the cooperage, perhaps. I'm also highly curious about going through that safe again, looking at some of those items. But uh, maybe that fun is left for another day. And we can't forget Hudson and Brand they still may be about. Well, hopefully at this point, they'll turn up. But... Certainly, we're, we can all hope for the best. And uh, certainly seem to be making some additional connections, if you will, uh, between some of our uh, Irish counterparts here in London and uh, certainly this separatist group, if you will, 
um, that seems to be being acknowledged in the papers. Well, what should we do first? Are we going to go this evening and take a look at the Cooperage, or should we wait until the daytime? Or I think, I, I think we might see two very different places at the Cooperage, one at night and one at day. I think a journey at both times might be profitable. Well, I'm for whatever you all want to do. I'm along for the ride, if you will. Perhaps it'd be most beneficial to uh, observe the location day and night to see what changes are and maybe ascertain how many uh, of these ruffians are associated with this gang. Did we, did we go by the Cooperage? We drove past it, didn't we? Yeah, it was it was yeah. very it was very heavily guarded when we when we first made our our initial approach. I don't I don't know that we'll be able to simply stroll in during the day. Well, the question is is perhaps as we drove by, we looked around to see if there was a vantage point, perhaps another building or something wherein we could stake uh, them out and uh, keep an eye on the place. You know. Perhaps a, an apartment building across the street, or something such as that. Just well, you know, I'm th I'm thinking that fairly early on in the evening here, uh, London's relatively busy. How about we just have a couple of us take a ball and chalk round the outside, see what's happening? How's your father? You know, and just. See where it goes from there. I'm figuring that if uh, Leyland and I kind of hit that particular idea in the, this evening early, then we might get some idea what's going on. It's an, an excellent idea. Well, I then do that. Do be careful. Yeah, well, well it's a rough old town, but uh, I think we've got enough clobber downstairs to kind of give ourselves a little bit of a life preserver situation, you know what I'm saying? I'd like to, if it's okay, to tag along, not go in with you, but just sort of casually have a smoke across the street or down the block. That might be good, just in case something might, maybe a backup might be handy. And, and perhaps well, Fletcher and I can, uh, can leverage his earlier suggestion and find, find a vantage point to stake out and just observe the traffic coming in and out of the location. Indeed. Perhaps you could find an old cloak or something and look like a drunk person walking up and down the yeah, street. That would be an easy one for me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's easy. And he passes you a large bottle of wine. Just chuck that down. Well, actually, I'll tell you what, if we all go in a coach, I mean, if we drop off a couple of you here and a couple of you there, take a small walk into the situation, the area, then we can go in with the cab. And I'm figuring that uh, Stuart, oh, sorry, Reed, if you stay in the cab, well back in the shadows by there, you can keep the old mince pies on us while we have a look around. Perfect. All right, so you guys finish up your very nice meal, had a few drinks, and you'll be you want to head out now to to scope out the cooperage. Yes, we should do that this evening. 
All what right. time? About nine-ish? Yeah, it's about, about nine right now. Yeah, if they, if, they got, if they got something going on there, now's about the time they'll be starting to think about doing that because around about midnight, they'll be closing up shop. You know, I'm, I'm thinking if they're having fights there, they're probably having a few other little uh, knees-ups and stuff like that going on. No, raking the, the raking the readies in. You know, the other thing to bear in mind is that uh, a cab driving back and forth in front of that place won't look suspicious at all. All the cabs look the same. They won't yeah. know it's the same cab. Nobody pays any attention to cabs anyway. There. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you could even park it off across the street there for a little bit. You can sit up on top there looking a bit dozy. They always take a nap every now and again. It would pr probably be common for cabs to park in the area waiting to pick up people coming from the fights. Yeah, exactly. Right, we'll see as we cruise by. Well, if we drop off uh, Fletch and Ben, then pretty much they can walk in slowly so they're not seen coming in with us. And depending on what they see, they can walk right on by or they can hang out by the cab stand or the cab area. There's a few mews in that area, I'm sure. I think I saw a place where we could actually even get up onto the roof across the street. If you remember correctly, there was a tenement building it was a vacant lot and then a tenement, three-story tenement. Sounds like as good a place as any to, to at least check out. Indeed. All right, so you guys get into the cab, any, or do you want to do something else before you... Grab a scruffy, uh, my scruffiest coat and just some work boots. I want to, at quick glance, not look at all middle class, a little more dressing down for the occasion here. I'm dressed all in black, of course. All Paris, they say in France. <laughs> right. And, well, uh, I've got weapons. All right. So you got yourself a couple of derringers or something? Why would you say that? Because <laughs> you don't look like the kind of guy who uses nunchucks. Yes. Derringers won't do me very well, though. Uh, shooting, if I have to shoot from the roof across the street, I wouldn't be able to hit a cat. Um, the, best, the best I have is a 41 revolver, which won't do me much good from that distance either. So I, I, don't, I don't believe our intention is to take up a sniping position <laughs> across the roof. <laughs> it's, it's protective sniping. So. <laughs> um, no, I so, suppose we can come running if we need to. Yeah, I think we should, uh, shouldn't be too obvious because getting a rifle up onto that roof, I mean, kind of disguise it as a crutch. <laughs> I could tell the tenements were going hunting. The rats in this area of London are terrible. <laughs> yeah, so basically Bill will go pick up that bloody great, great big Webley 355. All right. Stick it in his coat pocket where it will kind of disappear. I'm bringing um, my service revolver and a billy. Yeah, and I've got set of knuckle dusters, a couple of knives stuck in the pockets, and uh, carrying a crowbar. And you know what? I think I'm, I'll fancy myself as a bit of a gent tonight. I'm going to pick up that walking stick. <laughs> do we? Uh, do we have the equivalent of binoculars or a spyglass or something? There'll be a spyglass there. Yes. Okay. 
in this study. All right. Oh, it's my glass. I'm uh, a pirate, everybody. Leland. <laughs> Leland. So, yes. so you go out to uh, ready your cab mm -hmm. and tell the gents you'll be, you know, be, you'll bring the cab around. Mm -hmm. uh, you go, I want you to do a spot hidden with a bonus dice. Uh, successful. All right. You know your cab. You're in it 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Some things have been rifled around and the door is slightly ajar. Uh, okay. Um, I'll look under it real quick. There's no other signs, but you know somebody, it wasn't left. When you put it away and came into the house, it is not, nothing damaged, nothing cut. But somebody, like, you know, if somebody went through your car, for example. Okay. Um, but uh, the interior is uh, nothing in the interior, right? Correct. It just okay. looks like it's been searched or rifled through. There's like a little bit of like a slight muddy footprint left on the, the carpet on the inside. Ah, that wasn't there. Okay. I will notify everybody as they're get, uh, we're getting ready to leave. I run in quickly and uh, Markham and Miss Levi, I ask them to just be a, be a little aware of maybe anyone prowling about our place later that evening while we're out. Thank you for the warning. We will be on uh, high alert. Yeah, I, and I'll let them know, you know, it looked like someone was messing around maybe with a cab, so I'm not sure, maybe nothing, but still. All right. Thank you. All right. Right. Well, Bill's taking a look at all that, and just just for the fun of it, he hands Ben a magnifying glass. Well, uh, you're the tech. Have a look at that footprint. I certainly already have something like that of that nature in my kit, but uh, can't hurt to have another one. Yeah, one for each eye, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's exactly right. A big pair of sure. spectacles. Uh, so Bill's, oh, sorry, Bull's taking a kind of look at that kind of thing, and he's scratching his chin, and he's looking at you guys, and he's looking at the cab. I don't know, boys, I don't know. Related or not, where did you park it? There, yeah, there's a little um, spot behind the house for, and it's fenced off. Mm. It's a gate, he opens the gate, brings the horse in. Has this sort of thing happened before, say in the last month, six months, a year, or is this like the first time? The first time that he's noticed anything like that then that's peculiar. I mean, if there are some ruffians or scoundrels coming around, prying, poking their nose in, happens once every six months or so, maybe, but. Now, Did where, you leave it unlocked? Where is this conversation taking place? Is it out uh, by the cab or is it inside? Well, did Leland come back in and tell us? 
I, well, I said I told you as you guys were getting back into the cab, getting into the cab. Stewart said he had gone in to uh, notify the help that something had happened. So, okay, uh, that's, what, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure before you turn the ignition. I suggest highly that we make sure there's no explosives. Horse-drawn cab shoved up the horse's ass. <laughs> I strike it in its hindquarters with this whip, but I never shove anything up its ass. <laughs> I, I would like everybody to make a spot hidden roll, please. I forgot we were in the horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm noticing my shoelaces. I got uh, 11. Successful. All right. uh, anyone uh, that made uh, any extremes? Let's I made see. a hard. Hard? Okay. Uh, I made a hard. Okay, the two, whoever made the hard, you see some figures moving, like if they're leaping over the fence that's adjacent to, that would have led from the, the, uh, garage. So no, it's somebody there. Just down the alley would lead to where they would, would have hopped over. Did we give chase? Um, is there, since we know this area really well, can we cut them off? Can we go around the building and see, you know, because they're going to have to run? Leland absolutely knows a way, and he, he thinks that he would be able to catch up to them, cut them off with the cab. I'll All go right, with so you. I'll start it. Okay. I'll start following uh, the direct follow over the fence. All right. So yeah, um, that's what Bill's got. Well, that's what Bull's going to do too. He's going to he's going to flush towards wherever Leyland thinks he's going. Cut him yeah. off. So I'm with you. They're going to be too busy thinking about us chasing than him riding off somewhere. All right. So you guys take off. The the carriage goes riding around two two blocks down, cuts in and comes around. The people on foot give chase down the alleyway, down another alleyway, and uh, you see a you know you see two figures and they split off. Uh, one that's going towards the left, one going towards the right. The one going towards the left, you know, it will run smack dab into the cab, to the carriage. So, what do you? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll right. I'm gonna follow the the guy who went right. All right. I'll I'm go, point, I'll go. pointing at the cab area for Reed. Okay, then I'll chase over to the Reed and into the cab direction. The one going to left. And Benedict, you're also on foot. I would have probably uh, headed off with in in the cab with uh, okay. Fletcher. All right, so uh, Reed, you chasing this guy down the alleyway. You're like on his heels. The cab pulls up in front of the alleyway, and the guy comes to a dead stop, looks back and sees you, and pulls out like looks like a little blackjack or uh, something in his hand. Okay, I've, I'll go to blackjack as well. I'm... And I, 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 I... Go ahead. Uh, I, uh, how close am I? Am I like tackle close? You're like within three or four feet. Okay. I, I'm chasing him with, with my little blackjack and I'm tackling him going mid, mid waist section down. You make a fighting brawl. All right. 
brawl, brawl, brawl. Fight. Fight. Okay. Oh, crud. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> 82. All right. Not rolling well here. <laughs> you run to go and tackle him, and he just steps out of the way, and you go <sighs> sliding down, and you look up at the feet of uh, Fletcher. Well, at the same time, when that guy comes to a stop, I've got my gun out pointed right at his face. I'm saying, hold it right there. All right. His hands go up. Crack he's the whip, looking. Whip over his head. And you could tell he's looking to see if he could take you guys. I'll make I'll make my way around and start to circle circle towards the back to make sure we have him surrounded. All right. So basically, you see a man, uh, shaved head, a little bit of ginger stubble growing out, and plain clothes. You know, nothing fancy. And he's just kind of like, his adrenaline's up. His eyes are flaring. He's he's he's. Who are you? What have you What have you done? What have you What are you up to? I, um, he's gonna try and make a break for it. He's gonna try and run. I swear to God, I'll shoot you. He stops. You ain't gonna. He's like, look. He's trying to see if you you mean it. Please. I've always enjoyed killing people, and the police won't do anything to me. You're a criminal. I so. just. He's standing there like this. I, I, I take... What'd you say? I couldn't hear you. I'll pull down his arms and bind them with the bullwhip. Right, he's struggling with you, but with the gun stuck in his face, he's kind of... He's just got that pissed off face. He's like... Who are you? What was your mission? What were you up to? I'm telling you shit. Ah. Those are my favorite words. <laughs> so now you have him bound like this yeah. he's got a nice little scar running across his cheek and he's speaking with an Irish accent I can't do Irish accents I apologize Okay. did we establish whether the greens actually have a mark of some sort a tattoo um, you've been looking but you haven't been able to center it down yet uh, um, I don't know what to say. Reed? <laughs> Get up, Reed. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping by, by then I would have gotten to my feet and stuff. Oh, yeah. You, you stand up. Let me cut over to Bull real quick. You're, you're chasing this guy, and he just seems to hop over a fence and seems like he's gone. I'm going to hop over that same fence, see where he's going. I got pretty good. Let's see how fast he really is. Speed is down at Dex, right? On the yeah. chase. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. That's uh, 17 out of 80, so uh, just short of an extreme. Wow. Right. So you're on his heels. You catch a, You jump the fence, you jump the fence, you jump the fence, you jump the fence. I'm on his ass. All right. Cut back to the other guys. Now you have him bound there, and he's just mean mugging you. Um, after he mouths off to, to Fletcher, I'm going to just, uh, since we're in an alley, I'll, I'll just smash him up against the uh, the wall and yell at him to answer the questions. I'm trying to intimidate him. All right, roll intimidation with a bonus dice. Uh, successful, just standard success. Right. You just take him by the sh sh shirt collar and you slam him up against the wall and you... 
like nice crack on his blood starts trickling out his his um cheekbone and he's like what 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 the hell do you want answer the man damn you I'm a green. When the greens get their hands on you, do you want to me? But all of you are dead men. Let me walk now, and maybe you'll live. Who sent you? My boss. Who's your boss? You know who my boss is. The Lord. Yeah. What is everybody knows? Sorry. Why didn't he say he's snooping after us? He told me to watch you. I'm watching you. He don't tell me why. He says jump, I say how high. Well, it would seem to be that you're now in trouble with your boss because he probably didn't want you to reveal yourself to us. Everybody make a spot hidden check. Oh, five. That is an extreme. I Some, made it. When, um, when he goes to pick him up from the ground and put him back up against the wall, you notice some sort of mark on his... Uh, Neck, almost collarbone area. It just caught your eye. I'll take my thumb and move his shirt out of the way so that we can see it. You pull his shirt down and there's a green circle with some sort of maybe rune carved into it. You've never seen it before, but it's uh, definitely a bright green circle. Well, is it a tattoo or? Correct. It is a tattoo. So it's not actually carved into it. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, looks like a carving. Okay. So. It's like a like almost branded. Well, it's a tattoo, but the, the tattoo, tattoo looks like a circle with a a symbol carved into it. Oh, so got it. Okay. Right. Yeah, my folklore knowledge is more African centric, so I doubt that's going to have any play here. Would it? No. Well, boys, what do we do with this one? We can't let him go. Yeah, if we give him to the coppers, or uh, I don't think that's going to last long. Parlo's been uh, been more than accommodating up to this point. He might be able to hold him at least until until we can get some more information. Yeah, we could put him on ice for just a few days. Well, that would be. Get in touch with Parlo then. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what information we could possibly get out of this fellow that we don't already know. I say the river. His eyes get big. He's like, "What?" We could also, <laughs> we could also turn him over to Bull and let him tune him up a bit. Well, like I say, he doesn't seem like he's very useful to us at all. And and I lean into the guy and I say, "And we're not the cops. We can do what we want with you." So at this point, I step a little bit back from him. I go to the mouth of the alley and I start kind of looking just sort of both ways, covering, you know, our group. All right, you don't really see, you know, some people out for a little uh, min, uh, constitutional before bed, but you don't really see anything. Nobody we like... The, uh, we can throw them in the cab, start heading towards the river. He smells. I'd rather not have him in the cab. <laughs> well, I don't Strap him to the horse. I could, don't think I can take him up top. 
We could drag them behind. There's the cabbage, uh, the the uh, suitcase rack in the back, or the luggage rack. Oh, listen, listen. If 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 you let me go, obviously I'm not going to tell my boss because I like to breathe. And um, Arorden is my boss. He leads the Greens. Seems is his his enforcer. He's a giant of a man. Other than that, I they tell me to go beat somebody up. I beat him up. What can um, you tell us about the Cooperage? Uh, well, tonight they got uh. It was supposed to be some gambling going on, but uh, it seems to be locked up pretty tight. There's, there's, um, there's guards on the front and the back. There's a side entrance that uh, only the boss uses. It comes and goes through there. Um, I know uh, tomorrow it's supposed to be pretty quiet during the daytime, but uh, I don't know exactly what's going on there tonight. In the side entrance, is is there anything specific you need to get in? Is it guarded? Is there a password? No, I mean, there's a door with a lock, but um, in the daytime, there's really not too many people there. The last couple of days, something's been going on, so they had a bunch of people there. But for the most part, the only time it's really active is when the boss is around or there's a fight going on. I couldn't even tell you why it was busy yesterday and today. I mean, come on, let me go. Well, like I said, we can't let you go. At least not today. At least not without a good thrashing first. Yeah, that's true, too. We're going to have to let you go with a black eye or two. We can keep him on ice for <laughs> at least a day to see if what he told us is true. And if this is good information, after a little bit of time, we could talk about releasing him. It's good information. You see, go over there tonight. You see a bunch of guards on the doors. <laughs> go there tomorrow. You see it's going to be quiet. I'm telling you it's going to be quiet. It's always quiet after that. I don't know what they do, but sometimes they bring a couple guys in there. I don't see them again after that. <coughs> I, I guarded the door a couple weeks ago. This might be worth his life. When that, uh, that, that other fighter lost his life. <laughs> Have you seen Bare Knuckle Bill? I seen the fight. I was there, but I hadn't seen him since then. But you know, when 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 a fighter loses, he usually disappears. Gentlemen, and I, I sort of draw them away. But we got we we got our eyes on this guy. Yeah, he's tied up, and you, I uh. I'm in a bit of a quandary, you see, because if we let him go, his only way to redeem himself to his superiors is to tell him about us. And I would just assume that they don't know anything about us. They do know enough about us to know where we are and roughly who we are. They probably know at least half of our faces and our location. What do you think about blindfolding him, taking him downstairs to the shooting range, tying him up to one of the pillars and keeping him there for a day or two while we use his information? 
Uh, yeah, well, I think old Markham might come in handy and uh, maybe standing guard over the, this, uh, this fellow. Well, here's a thought. I don't go back tonight. They know something's up and, you know, maybe they come a knocking on your door. You let me go. He's not using his hands. You let me go. I keep my mouth shut because I don't want to piss off Mr. Seams or nobody fails him. You only fail Mr. Seams once. I go back. Well, I looked at you guys. I watched you guys. You guys got in the cab and I lost you. End of story. What is it that you took from the cab? Anything? No, I was just trying to uh, see if you got, there was any food or any money in there. I wasn't supposed to go into the cab. I was just supposed to keep an eye on the door, but I don't listen. Is he secured well? Oh, yeah. You guys tied him up. Plus, all right. you're all surrounding him. So. I'll frisk him. All right. Right, right about now, you see Bull wandering back up. He's alone. <laughs> There's Bull. Yeah. The other guy, Scott, but I've got a general idea of where he was heading, which was where. Uh, he was heading back towards the what would be the direction of the cooperage. Yeah, so it's probably one of those handy lads, and he looks at the guy that's kind of like trussed up. By the way, where have we got him trussed up at the moment? You guys are all in an alleyway, and you have him tied with his hands behind his back. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I, it's time to have a few more words, and I'm going to reach down, grab the guy by his fucking jacket, and pull him up, and then we're going to start walking inside. To the back to the house, or yep, I, take him back inside. Well, that's like three or four blocks away. Um, Is it? I just just put him in the wagon. I'll I'll, tell, I'll drive us back over there. Okay. Well, hang on just a second. And I, I put my I, hand I on. I scored twelve. I place him in the cab in one fell swoop. <laughs> I, I put my hand on Bull's shoulder and I say, you know, Bull, I'm not exactly sure that you deserve to get to do this. Your man got away. Yeah, but I'm not where he was heading. This one belongs to us. Well, get on with it then. We like to have fun too. <laughs> well, we're going to tie him up downstairs in the shooting range. Why? Oh, you know, we could tie him up the other end of the shooting range and then do some shooting practice. Well, if I break his ankles, we don't have to tie him up. If you break his ankles, then we'll have to feed him. Look, 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 look. I'll tell you something, but you guys let me go when I tell you that. You don't want to keep me held. You want to keep me nothing. You just let me go after this. If you're going to break my ankles, then I'm not going to tell you nothing. I'm just, you want to let me go, I'll tell you a little bit. That might be useful. Let's hear what you got to say. Well, you're going to let me go? Yeah, of course. We're negotiating with us. <laughs> yeah, of course we're going to let him go, he says. And you see Bill, Bull sitting there with his hand behind his back and his fingers crossed. He's like, O'Rourden got himself some rich lady or I'm not exactly sure because you know I'm a little low in the food chain but they keep talking about the lady the lady the lady has the power the lady has ever, all the power have you ever seen this lady no I haven't but she's she first they started working together about six months ago and that's when we started taking over this town and O'Rourden takes orders from her 
don't know if they take orders from you know she if he takes orders from her or they have a mutual beneficial agreement but i mean I where, see where does this lady reside where do you where do you know where she is that i don't know well does she hang out at the cooperage i've never does seen go off anywhere to kind of get with her he just tells tells us what she said and what she wants done and we do it like some of the boxers and some of these other affluent men that have been disappearing. Uh, other affluent men disappearing? Yeah, well, you know, she requests men and we get them for her. That's all I know. I, you know, lump a guy up on the head when he's coming out of his house or whatever. They tell, tell me who he is. I go and get him or the boys get him. And they never see him again. But gentlemen, that's, that's all I know. Gentlemen, this pigeon has been singing like a canary. Uh, I'm not so sure. It's up to you all, but uh, I, I know you all want to have your fun. Uh, it seems to me that if we actually did let him go, he has a vested interest in us not getting captured because we're going to tell them everything that you've told us and who told us. Well, it seems unlikely he'll spill his guts to his boss about everything he's told us. I'll tell you what you're going to tell your bosses. You're going to tell your bosses that nothing happened. Damn straight I am. Mm. I've never heard this expression, damn straight. Uh, who's going to guarantee what the other guy says? The other well, guy took guy off. going to say that he that we spotted him and, and ran. I mean, I, I think the jig is up as far as O'Reardon knowing that we have spotted his spotters. Hmm. I we don't just know. Tell him, we could tell, tell him to tell his boss that uh, he got away. We never caught up to him. Now, Bull's kind of like pulled back a little bit and he's having a word in. It would be so much easier to just toss him in the river. <laughs> All right. Well, basically, he's mumbling a little bit and it's like, I don't know. Even if he don't want to talk, they're probably going to have words with him on their own, and he's going to end up talking anyway. Not if he doesn't want to die in a horror. Nah, but the thing, well, come on, he's low, he's low down the, he's low down the totem. He's been out of touch. I ain't so sure he's going to just walk away from it and say, "Oh, I ran away, and that's it." There's going to be a little bit more to it, and those boys are going to play pretty mean. And if there's any chance that he's let, he's let something slip. They're going to get it out of him. It's just the nature of gangs. But if we dispose of him, then the Greens will have reason for retaliation, serious retaliation. I don't or, say we need to do nothing to him. We can just put him out of sight for a day or two while we get ourselves organized. I like that. Let's tie him back up. Let's tie him up downstairs. Sorry, old bloke. So you'll be released, but 
just not right this second. All right, so you guys throw them in the cab, go back to Golden Square. Where are you going to put them in the, the house? Going to put them in the basement. There, There's pillars, I believe, in the basement, big concrete pillars, foundational pillars. Probably tie them up to one of those. Jack them right. up. We should yeah. lock them in the safe with the Buddha, see what happens to them for size. <laughs> I, I say, um, what's your name? Uh, Sean, Sean O'Connolly. Well, Sean O'Connolly, do you prefer tea or coffee? Tea. That's about all you're going to get for the next three days. Connolly. All right, so we've tied him up. Now, what do we do? <laughs> Markham. Uh, yes, good sir. Be sure and whack him if he tries to get away. And he kind of has a, like this little grin on his face when he looked at him. And you know he'll do it. I'm, I'm guessing we have actual shackles or some, some binding Probably. other than just rope that someone could who no, deal themselves out of. You have the metal. There's metal shackles with the, yeah, turn, the screw turn. Perfect. We'll we'll put him with the pillar so that he's back like that. He can't actually get. Yeah. All right. But give him a pillow. <laughs> Let him sit on a pillow. Not a good pillow. <laughs> and uh, give him uh, one copy of the Times, out of date. Open to the sports page or something. Very <laughs> page. All right, so I will drop off a chamber pot by him as well. What was that? Drop off a chamber pot by him. Oh, well, his hands are behind him, so he can't really do anything. Anyway. Well, I'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, so you now you guys know about the mark on the neck, and well, gentlemen, it uh, it would have. How long was all this taken? About 20 minutes, mm. half hour. Oh, well, by the time you chain them up and everything, let's say a good 45 minutes. We, we should have a bit more information as to, the, as to the, the location now. We know there's a side entrance at the Cooperage, and um, the front and back entrance are heavily guarded, so that doesn't seem to, that doesn't seem to warrant a, a try. Well, I'm not so sure that we want to try tonight. Let's, I think our hand is forced. We, I think we have to do something maybe. soon. Yeah, probably the sooner the better because the, the longer we He's wait, done. the more Aurorden's going to have time to disseminate the knowledge he gathers from the one that escaped. I'm, uh, we, we did have the mention of the lady once again, a rich woman, as I suspected. Well, I'm thinking... Does it really change our plans anyway? Let's go there and see what's going on. Now, if there's gambling going on, they're going to be wanting punters. I don't know if they're letting anybody in or it's invite only, or you can work your way in there. Let's just go over there and take a butcher's hook. It sounds like it might be a high stakes gambling. So unless you've got a couple of thousand pounds, we probably can't get in, but we'll see. Yeah. Do we know anything about it? I mean, whether Fletcher is right or whether it's more of a, a common 
gambling scheme? Well, usually it'll be just uh, dice, uh, you know, common, uh, not low, you know, low income, but like middle class, in, you know, dice games and card games and stuff. Okay. But um, he did say there was something different going on tonight. He's not sure what's going he said on. It was all high security. So, yeah, perhaps we're not even gambling. Well, let's go. I've got the wagon ready. Or the, go ahead. Uh, the, the cab. Same as before. Two in, me in the middle, two securing building. Yeah. We drop them off, a couple hundred yards out, let them walk in. Drop me off about a hundred yards out. I'm going to walk in. Along the, along, the, along the road, and you two can just kind of like slide on by and stop or keep going, depending on what you see. Okay, cool. right. And we'll be watching. So uh, the Cooperage is there. There looks to be about, if you let's say you circled the building once before you parked it. On the front of the Cooperage, there seems to be about a good 10 men standing out there. Seems to be the same thing on the back. Um, you do not see anybody going in or out of it, but uh, there are lights. Uh, it's lit up on the inside. Obviously, oil lamp, not, you know. Um, there is that vacant lot, a tenement to the right of it, three-story tenement. There's some uh, women outside, you know, doing whatever they're doing. And that's all you seem to see. You don't, and you, if you, if you stay for a little while, you don't see anybody going in or out of the building. And what about the side entrance. Cabs parked in the area. Sorry, both of you were speaking. Other cabs parked in the area. Uh, there's one down a little bit of a, a little ways down, like a block down, but there's not much going on in this area. And this area isn't as prosperous as the area where um, Golden Square is. It's a little more dingy, a little more dangerous, a little more seedy. Hmm. Uh, uh, Bull, what did you say? I'm sorry. The side entrance mm -hmm. is down an alley to the left. You would have to go down that, but you would probably have to walk past either set of guards to do that. So, so we're going to make our way up to the, the rough, probably. All right. So who's with you? Benedict. Yeah. So the two of you will walk in. Uh, there is wooden stairs that are on the outside to get up to the apartments. And there's a group of uh, like washerwomen basically out there. Mm -hmm. Hey, where are you going? Uh, hello, ladies. Uh, we simply need access to your roof, if you don't mind. You ain't from around here. What do you want? Standard inspection, ma'am. Uh, inspection? Yeah. It's all about the building safety nowadays, and I'll try hey. and persuade her that, uh, that that we're on official business. Ain't hey, nothing <laughs> safe about this whole damn building. Well, we're working on fixing things. She gives you an eye like, all right, you're bullshitting me. You can roll a persuade. All right. Ah, oh, my dear. I am 85. I am not very persuasive. All right. Where's my persuade? Uh, I got a 65 out of 75. She's like, I know what you lot are out. You out looking at them greenies over there. Oh, ma'am. If you don't mind, we'd like to get up onto the roof. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what you do. It's a shame. 
all this, all this activity going on, those, those, and she like spits on the ground, done damn Irish. Ah, uh, well, perhaps that's a problem we'll eventually take care of as well. And uh, we go inside. All right, so you go up the rickety um, staircase, three stories up. You can kind of, you get up there and you start looking around. I'm assuming you take out your spyglass. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of almost see into it. You, you can't see the ring directly, but you can get a slight angled view of like some shadows along the back wall walking around. It's like you're looking over like kind of like a fort, but it's not. And you're so looking the, over. The cooperage is open in the middle. So there's the, no the middle where the ring is, is open. Correct. And we can see that there's a lot of light. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Oh, so it's sort of like a like a donut shaped complex with roofed areas around the outside. It's like an it's, arena. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's, it's rectangle. Yeah. Um, so Leyland, you're heading in with Bull, right? No, because I still have the wagon. Um, I've circled the area, but I'm, I'm going to move away from the area, and um, um, I think uh, I'll try and park near that other cab and go up and talk to that cab driver. Okay, so Bull, should I go in with you then? Or do you want a solo? Hmm. Let's just have a look at this picture first. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it is very much like, almost like a little fort. Right. The, now the, the buildings are around the outside edge. The room that says boxing auditorium would be open air. Everything else would be closed, you know, have a roof on it. Right. And the place that Fletcher and Ben are, they are across the, tr the street to the bottom of this map or across they, the street to the top of the map? They would be to the right of it, overlooking. You could basically see where it says back gate. You see that line? Oh, Front gate, back gate. They can see those couple benches, the very edge nice. of the rope of the ring and the barrels. Oh, I'm pointing to the screen. You guys can't see. I would suggest that uh, we stick to the plan and we stake it out and, and just observe what uh, what we can see from here. Indeed. All right. So everybody else is, has their vantage points on the street. You guys, let me stop sharing this. You guys have your vantage points on the street. Let's say you're staking it out about 45 minutes later. You see another cab pull up and... Um, what you would assume to be Mr. Seam steps out of the cab. It's a giant of a man. He's about six foot 10, 350, 400 pounds. Steps out and he's got a big um, a meat hook in his hand. You know, a big curved yeah. hook. Uh, he steps out of the cab and then you see a very well-dressed gentleman with a top hat, spectacles, you know, full suit long tail coats get out looking kind of frightened and then about three or four more of the greens behind pushing him out of the cab and they usher him directly into the the main gate oh, this might have been what happened to hudson and brand the gate closes 
and you see those shadows from uh, Fletcher and uh, Benedict's vantage point, the uh, shadows walk across the thing, you know, walk across the silhouette upon the wall. Um, you don't hear anything from your, your various vantage points. It's too far away. But um, a few moments pass. The lights start to go a little dimmer. The shadows walk off to, you know, towards the north and uh, it kind of goes dark inside. There is still a light on from the center of the, not center of the ring, but somewhere around the ring, but everything else goes dark. Um, and that's all you see, basically. Quick, quick question for the GM. Were we able yep. to see specifically which room they walked into when, so we saw them kind of come around the corner, but did we see them enter a specific room with the gentleman? No, the light started to dim out, but he was definitely brought into one of the rooms. Perfect. So we know up, up approximately Right, or, right. Gotcha. But why, why did the lights go out? Did they leave? I didn't see anybody leave. Perhaps there's more to the cooperage than we know. Well, certainly, uh, the gentleman who was was being escorted through that facility didn't look as though he wanted to be there. At this point, the carriage leaves, and uh, are there any markings on that carriage? Uh, n make a, uh, make a, um, spot hidden, sorry. <laughs> okay, 27. Oh, spot hidden. That is a regular. Regular success. As it drives away, you see the, fa on the door, you see the, uh, the faint paint of a, a green circle. Well, we certainly know what. I can't see that anymore. That's what he sees. Sorry. All right, gentlemen. I'm not going to have to let that go. It'd be too obvious to chase after it. You guys can stay here for a while longer, but there's no other activity. In fact, it seems to just dim out. Finally, the other light inside goes out. And do the guards leave or? Not like one or two leave, but it still seems to they still seem to be posted up. But they look like uh, one of them walks over and takes a, a crate and sits on it. They look more relaxed after about 25 minutes. They just kind of like become very casual. How very strange. One's leaning not. up again. I'm sorry, leaning up against the wall now, smoking a cigarette. Bottles come out, you know. We need to ascertain if anybody leaves. Mm -hmm. At least one of us has to stay here all night and watch. Certainly willing to, to take first watch if, if you want to send some of the gentlemen back to relieve me later. We can take it in shifts. Mm. This will be tricky as we're nowhere near you <laughs> to talk about this. Right. <laughs> Well, and I wanted to stop at the other cab and uh, just make a quick conversation with that cab driver to see if he's had any luck and kind of ascertain whether he's waiting for someone. Uh, the, the gentleman's just there, and you go over to him, and um, you see he seems to be a little tipsy. And he's like, hey, busy tonight? Uh, no, I thought I'd try the Cooperage, but it seems kind of quiet. Uh, what about yourself? Ah, uh, one of the one of the guys had me bring him over here. There's a cat house over here. 
So he's in there with one of his ladies. He's, he's in there with his girlfriend, entertaining her. He paid me well to wait around, so was, you know, bring him back oh. to his wife later. So you're not here for the the fight at the cooperage? No, there's no fight. It was a fight a couple nights ago. Some big uh, guy lost or so. I don't know the details about it, but yeah, it's been pretty quiet. It was supposed to be some gambling tonight, but uh, I don't know. It seemed quiet. Uh, something else. Okay. Well, thanks. I appreciate the information. Yeah. Yeah. Bull is kind of, he's kind of just leaning back up in the shadows out of, out of sight. He's watching that side alley in mm -hmm. particular, but, and of course the gate that he can see because they came through the front gate, right? Yes. Nothing at all came in or went out of that side, uh, that side door. Mm -hmm. Well, he's got, Nothing better to do at the moment, so he's just going to keep looking because, to his mind, if they went in, they got to come out. And if they arrived in a carriage, one assumes it's going to come back. All right. So you guys waiting. Another hour passes. Um, one more of the guards takes off from the back gate. There's still about seven, six or seven on each. Sometimes they rotate back and forth. They don't... Uh, want, They'll go in pairs, though. And but nobody ever comes back out again. Nobody comes back out. That makes no sense. But uh, I, I assume then that we watch until morning. All right. At which point, if nobody's come back out, then we should probably head back. Nobody's come out. Okay. Now yeah. the guards have changed off here and there, not from inside. Like it's another guy, a couple guys will walk up, a couple guys will walk away, but nobody enters or exits the building after you saw that gentleman escorted in ever so gently. And that gentleman did not look happy, looked very nervous. He looked like he just peed his pants. Oh yeah, so yeah, so the longer we wait, the more, the less of a chance that guy's got if right. something nefarious is happening. Not not getting any kind of feedback because, of course, we didn't figure out how we're going to talk to each other, and walkie-talkies aren't available. <laughs> um, somewhere about midnight, he's waiting for one of those exchanges because he's watching how these guys are coming and going, and. I'm going to actually try and follow a pair of them as they leave. Okay. It's dark. It's late, you know, it's late at night. They're tired. Maybe I'm tired, but I've got the, their purpose is getting off shift. My purpose is following them. All right. So you see two of the, two of the guys, you know, switch off. Two fresh men walk up. These two walk away walk in and um how close are you uh let's see now it's london it's dark i don't know we're probably going to be able to see 60 feet 70 feet right. they seem to just walk and they're walking and seem like they're just talking wherever they go you follow them follow them for a little while about a good 10 15 minute walk and they wound up turning into a local pub. Not the Elephant and Castle? No, just 
some random random you know nondescript not even a sign above the door just uh people drinking in front doesn't seem to be other shaved head you know people i mean there are but now you don't see any other noticeable green members and I don't know if you go inside or not, but they walk in, uh, the door is open, and they walk right up to the bar and get a drink. I'll give them, oh, having seen them going in, I'm going to give it about two or three minutes, and then I'm going in. Go to the other end of the bar, pull a pint. All right. Bartender comes over, you get your beer, pint, stout, whatever you want. It's a bit pot. Yeah, so I don't know. Hi. Just chatting. Yeah. And um, make a listen roll. Okay, listen. That, that's just a pass. Right. You, you hear them chatting and they're like, ah, you know, I'm just going to go home to the old lady, sleep sleep for a bit. Tomorrow off, boss said nobody come around tomorrow. So there'll just be, uh, you know, regular patrols going on. Nothing, you know, and then guys like, ah, you saw the face on that jack jackass when they brought him in? I could do anything but keep from laughing. Poor fella. Fuck him. And that's basically it. Then they start talking about his kid. He starts talking about some ch woman he saw the other day and kind of blends into like everyday bar talk. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, t I'll take my little eye out. and Not out, but... I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> what, what quality are the doxies in here? Eh, you know, that guy is like, looks at you like, what? Girls, the tarts. Eh, they're here, they're there. You look around, it's mostly men in this place. He's like, what kind of bar, I suppose? <laughs> go, go over to um, Madame Delilah's. They'll take care of you over there. And he kind of turns his back to you again. And I'll just like, sounds like a plan. And out the door and uh i'll probably go about 50 60 yards up there to so whistle up a cab mm -hmm. and i will have them drop me off probably a quarter of a mile from h and b okay and then walk into the walk to the h and b offices all right so as you do that i'll just cut back to the other players uh, you guys are still sitting there there's been no change in anything except maybe a guard or two Swapping out when their shift ends. Well, I I turn to Benedict. Where's Benedict? He's uh, he went to take a piss. Off the other side of the roof. I hope onto the laundry of the wa washing woman downstairs. <laughs> um. Well, I'll wait a moment and say it to him when he returns. Anybody else? What is uh, Reed or uh, Leland? Uh, well, I'll have stayed with the um, the other cabbie and just kind of blend in with him, but I'll stay until um, about midnight. Okay. And then after midnight, I will um, go back to the uh, office. Okay. I'm, I'm staying uh, basically in the cab, just kind of laying low. I was keeping an eye on, uh, on Bull, but I'm sticking to uh, covering the middle ground. All right. So like I said, nothing at all uneventful happens. And um, well, I I wonder to Ben, who's invisibly next to me. Right. I, they, exactly. There he is. There he is. Uh, 
So Ben, my friend, how close would you say we are to the London Circle line? Could they have gone down somehow into the subway? Certainly possible, but I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know of any sub entrances. But as old as these tunnels are, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, they're not that old not at this point in time. <laughs> but uh, I doubt seriously there's any place to sleep in the cooperage. So I'm thinking that they went in one way and left by another way. It's, in other words, the subways, but... Unless they, uh, unless they simply carved their own tunnels. Well, I suppose that's possible too. Perhaps there's a big basement area or something, but... Uh, Certainly won't know more until, uh, until we get physically into the cooperage or, or uh, unless we can find somebody who knows more about the, the internal workings of that place. Indeed. Well, I suppose we can just go back to uh, headquarters. Certainly, certainly seems to be our only, only real option and be interested to hear if the others found out anything more. Yeah, we'll come back during the day perhaps and scope it out again. Our, uh, our helpful prisoner did mention that it was much less crowded during the day. Perhaps our chances will be better. All right, so you guys can hail a cab, get back to um, headquarters, and we can pick up where you all walking in. You, you two are the last to arrive. Everyone else is there. Well, gentlemen, how did your nights get on? Um, I'll pretty much explain. Hey, you know, didn't see nothing, got nothing going on. Talked, uh, overheard a couple of the lads who, uh, who left there. And pretty much they confirmed what... Uh, the fella downstairs said it's going to be a quiet day, not to even bother showing up, so they're going to have minimal coverage tomorrow. Good, good. I think my theory is is that they've gone underground. Well, you could be right there, Fletch, because there's a lot of public works going on in London right now, so there's a lot of diggings around. I don't know how close we are to wherever the London Circle line would be, but that's my theory. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you up on the roof or where you guys were, Fletcher and uh, Ben. But uh, the expression on that guy's face was—he uh, was very nervous, very frightened. Certainly, we certainly were able to tell that they were shoving him along inside. Yeah. He also looked like a member of some 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 of some importance. He wasn't dressed like a poor person. He was dressed quite honestly like a very wealthy person, an aristocrat. Well, and lines up with our, our prisoner's earlier claim that uh, they've been stalking men of influence, affluence, or, or otherwise. I am curious if this is where they take prisoner people that they abduct and they disappear. I mean, this could be very well be the place we want to be searching. Well, what strikes me as odd, and to Fletcher's earlier comment, is our prisoner mentioned that they were getting these gentlemen for the lady. 
So at some point, a transfer would have to be made. They have to would have to bring her. So either the lady is inside the cooperage, or there's another way out. Or they're ferrying her, ferrying them to someplace else in London via the subway. That certainly is possible. Assuming that the subway is here, I have no idea. Actually, we probably would know if there was a subway terminal. There is a railroad station at King's Cross, but there is not a subway that you know of close to you guys. So the sewer tunnels, maybe, would be another another possibility. Although I don't think that London sewer tunnels were very big. Actually, they're going to be pretty robust. They really built them well. They're still in existence today. Well, they're Roman, aren't they? No, those are those are the ones built in the nineteenth uh, century. Okay. It was a, it was a huge, huge, huge public works thing. There's diggings going on everywhere. Um, unless, unless they're somehow staying in the cooperage, but it just doesn't seem to me like a building that would have beds. I mean, we won't know till we go there. Um, they didn't seem too secretive about how they brought the brought the man and dropped him off. Uh, Except for the hour of the day. Yeah, I guess we won't know till we go back. As uh, I, I say, tomorrow. I say as soon as possible. I think that, uh, in fact, we we should probably be careful. We're probably under watch at this point. If uh, that other fellow got back to Arden. With Leland, I feel like the sooner we make our move, the better. And certainly the, the greater chance that we're able to rescue whoever's been uh, been taken into that that awful place. I, 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 think we, I think we missed the boat on rescuing him. If they went in there today, and then they're going to go lax off tomorrow, what's done's done. I'm sorry, Leland, you had something to say. Oh, just that I, I propose tomorrow. I, pr- I propose that we sleep here at the office, and we prepare, and then... Uh, in the morning that we go and make our entry um before we go to sleep i have a thought why don't we ask our fellow downstairs mr um uh mr o'connery sean we ask mr sean downstairs if he knows of a way out of the cooperage underground with the shop? So I'll I'll start the I'll lead the way down to the basement. Is he still tied up? Yeah, he's tied up. Is uh, he he's, no, he's he's awake. He heard you guys coming down. No matter how quiet you are, it's it's pretty silent down there. Uh he's awake, but you do notice his wrists are bleeding. Okay. All comfy and cozy? Uh yeah. And he looks that is, you know, like that. He's like, yeah. We want to ask you a question. He rolls his eyes. Is there a way out of the cooperage other than the doors? Is there an underground? I don't know. You sure you don't know? Nope, don't know. And he's like, just... Your usefulness is becoming very uh, slight at this point. Um, 
Listen, mate, people go in, they ain't get seen again. That's all I know. I told where, you that before. I don't know. Where do they go? No clue. Do they go into a particular room? I'm at the door at best or walking around doing security during a fight. Once the doors are closed and Mr. Seam shows up, it's only the big bosses inside. People go in, they don't come out. I'm not even going back to them. I'm 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 as good as dead now because you guys didn't let me go. I'm taking off and I'm going back to Ireland. First bullet I can get. If I go if I go strolling back there tomorrow, I'm a dead man. So what do I have to lose? I'm telling you. They go in, they don't come out. Either you're gonna kill me, Seems is gonna kill me, or I'm gonna get hightail it back to, to Ireland. Well, I'll tell you what, before you take off for Ireland, and I'll be more than happy to stand you the ticket. Tell me a little bit about Seams. He seems like a big lad. I've seen him. He, you seen him up close? He ripped a man's arm off and beat him to death with it. I oh, heard the same thing. Like a Wookiee. <laughs> He's well, I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of like press him a little bit. Is this guy, I mean, is he, he he's a big lad like that? Now, I've heard some of them sort of like uh, fellas from the South Seas are kind of built like that, big boys, you know, in other words, no, description. He's Irish. An Irishman. Yep, big, we're all Irish. Right, yeah. Well, that's you know that that's the reason why those English pint mugs have got big dimples in them. You've seen the size of an Irishman's fingers. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, he's just—he's a big Irishman. I don't mess with him. I don't even look him in the eyes when he walks past. I put my head down out of respect. So you don't know of any way out of the cooperage. Nope. Like I said, <sighs> they come in, they don't leave. That's all I know. Well, have no fear, my lad. We'll be letting you go in a few days. And he kind of looks like a little bit of relief, but he's still got a skeptical look on his face. Should we do something about his hands? He's bleeding on the floor. Yes, I think Miss Levi should provide some, uh, some first aid. I don't want Miss Levi dealing with him at all. Uh, uh, we'll... We'll see what we can do, at least to cushion uh, uh, your hands or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell it. you what, I, I don't have much in the I've got some first aid, so what I'm going to do is, but I'm used to wrapping hands hmm. and yeah. boxing. Yeah. So I'll kind of like bind him yes. up a little bit so he's got that kind of abrasion protection. That That's good. We, I mean, we're not savages. You know. All right, so he's a little bit more relieved, and um, I'm sure you take care of a little bit of the blood that was coming out of his cheek and stuff. Oh, no, we'll let that go. <laughs> <laughs> Just his hands. Um, well, and, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, uh, while that's going on, I'm going to try checking the library. This is Hudson and Brand. They investigate a lot. Uh, so I'm guessing there's going to be good maps of the city, probably some maps that actually might have some sewer maps. 
maybe I'm going to start looking the library over for something like that. Maybe we can get close to a neighboring building with sewer access. Maybe we could infiltrate it that way, like a back door. Make a uh, library use. Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> so, oh, 21. Oh, uh, spend luck. Yeah. Regular luck. Yeah, I you luck. spend a luck. One point of luck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you do find some maps for the, the subways. And uh, there is actually nothing... Um, going near this near the cooperage the cooperage is an older part of the the city and uh it's a little lower income so they actually have no plans on putting any metro in that area how about the sewer uh the sewers um well i'll give it to them with that there's sewer maps uh they run all over london there's a possibility that they could connect there um you don't see any direct line but they're when you're going through the uh, the tenement area, there was uh, only privies outside. There were no uh, internal sewerage there. Um, there was no, uh, that tenement building had uh, outhouses. So mm. there was no sewerage under there. And it is an industrial area that's been around for a while. So. So the only other thing is they might have a secret uh, tunnel or a, um, that seems highly unlikely. Since they built the cooperage. It's hard to put in a tunnel once you've got a building on top of it, but maybe. How far are the way, how far is that building away from any kind of river or tributary? Uh, it's a good distance away. Well, blokes, I say we sleep on it and think it over, and in the morning perhaps we'll figure the whole thing out. There are more than enough guest bedrooms and Hudson and Brand's bedroom also, so you all can actually have a real bed to sleep in. You guys can worry about who gets what room in the future at a future time, but you all have a bed to put your head in tonight. Jason, I would have liked to have done some uh, research in the library on that rune, that, that tattoo that he has. You said it was a rune, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, can I uh, make a Yeah, you can make a roll. Um, that is unsuccessful. Okay. Can I push that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is successful. Successful. All right. So you're going through the book and, uh, you look, you look through multiple books and you're spending about at least an hour about an hour and 20 minutes into your research, you come across like a little obscure book and it just talks about the title is Blood Cults. And it's just a, the symbol and it has a little reference and all it says is that this symbol is used in, in blood magic and power, uh, acquiring power, draining power, like pulling one's life force. It's a, so uh, do you speak, what languages do you speak? Just English. Just English? All right. Yes. There's some, some Latin writing there also, and there's some annotations, and it's a rough translation, but uh, the words for it is, is like blood magic for, for 
absorbing life or repurposing life they don't they don't exactly have the right they're trying to, to put the right verbiage but there's no direct um this the name of the symbol and from latin to english there's no direct correlation of words that would fit but you get the gist of it and that's all it really says it's only a, a little little footnote in the back of a book i'll notify the others does anybody speak latin Oh, I'm sound asleep by now. Well, it's it's annotated there. It's just oh, basically okay. All right. so stating that so it's a little little known symbol used in uh, blood cults or uh, power rituals. Okay. Right, and just as I'm heading for bed, maybe I noticed him looking at that. I said, "Oh yeah, by the way, that was on the side of the cab or coach that they came in." Well, it's sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, my, I was on mute. I think. Uh, no, yeah, no, we heard you. Oh, you did. Yeah. Of course, yeah, this one was on mute. Symbol, but the meaning of it is, uh, well, a bit diabolic. All right. Any other research before bed? No, it's what, like three o'clock in the morning now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm, so I'm sound asleep. I would like everybody to make a power roll. You're all in bed, fast asleep. I got a hard success. Hard success, okay. And I have a hard as well. Fail. Fail? Missed who by failed six. and who passed? I missed by one. Fail. Only Miss. one failure? Oh, I missed uh, fail by six. Okay. So whoever failed, you're having dreams, restless dreams. And in your dream, you, f you feel a woman's presence, like, uh, like almost like if she sat on the side of the bed next to you. And she's stroking your hair and your cheeks. And she's like, come, I'm hungry. Come feed me. You would be delicious. We can, you can come and adore me. You can worship at my feet. And then you snap out of it and you wake up in a pool of sweat. For those of you that passed, you felt like a woman's presence sit next to you. You felt someone stroke your hair and your cheek. And as the fingers left your cheek, you snap out of it and wake up. Hmm. And then you go back. You almost instantly fall back to sleep. Hmm. Hmm. Did, did we, uh, for those of us who failed, did, were we able to ascertain what the woman looked like? Was it, was it truly it was, just a woman? It was just like a presence, like, like that you felt a uh, smell of a sweet perfume, whatever your favorite perfume was. Uh, you all probably have a different uh, taste in the perfume, but whatever your favorite perfume is, is that exactly what you smelled. Uh, that that soft, gentle caress on your face, like uh, like your favorite lover did to you at one time. And now you're all woken up to the sound of a breakfast bell, like a little chime going off. It's uh, seven fifteen a.m. And you hear Mrs. Um, oh my God, Mrs. Um, Levi. Thank you, Mrs. Levi. Gents, I let you sleep uh, sleep in. Rise and shine. Seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. She didn't leave let us sleep in. Come <laughs> on, Fletch. Burning daylight. 
Hudson and Brand were up every day at 5.30 a.m., already into the newspapers, circling and writing and recording. I let you guys sleep in since it's your first day. Up, up, up. Up, up, up. Mrs. Levi, I'll, I'll need a bit of brandy to start the day off. Not a problem. We were, we were up until past 1.30. Oh, I'm sorry. This is what I get paid for, to keep all of you boys on your toes. There's bacon and biscuits, or bacon and, uh, yeah, biscuits. Yeah, American yes. biscuits. Bill's right, right into it. Egg banjo, bacon butty, stuck bacon in his mouth, and he's, po and he's poking fetch. Come on! Burning daylight! <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bull. Keep your voice down. And then he, <laughs> he pulls out the sandwich from his mouth and hands you, here, have a bite, I'll get you going. No, thank you. I'll just have some tea. All right. um, You're all in the kitchen. Uh, she served, at, you know, it's like a to-go, not to-go breakfast, but it's, it's not a formal sit-down. You could take it into the dining room if you want. But while everybody's there, she goes, now that you all be staying here, just a little wor friendly word of warning. As you can see, this is my kitchen. Although you own this establishment, this is my kitchen. And she points to something on the wall, and it's a cabinet that's locked. She goes, in there are medical supplies and poison. There's belladonna, there's arsenic, there's all sorts of things that uh, the brother, you know, Hudson and Brand would have me make teas or make certain things when they had guests like you do downstairs. So, so what know. you're saying to us, Mrs. Levi, is we better be nice to you. No, no, I'm just because saying. You can I, take care of us anytime that you'd like to. And she laughs and looks down like sheepishly and like, no, not that way. Just this is my kitchen. Those are my cabinets. And never open that without asking me first. Got it. As you wish. And then I she goes no back idea. to her demure state. I had no idea that uh, the servants here were so dark. I like it. Well, I've um, had to uh, make tea for quite a few people. Well, gentlemen, I don't know about you, but I seem to have the the lady on the brain. It's a uh, disturbing dreams, I suppose. Same here. Terrible. Yeah. I had nightmares last night. About the lady? It seemed I, I could have sworn in my dreams very vivid of uh, a lady of sorts sitting on my bed. And really? uh, yeah, it was so, it was very vivid. Touching and, your face? Well, yeah, and she, well, she was mentioning something, something like come feed me or some, it was quite disturbing. I and I had that part. It was aromas I, I sensed too, a familiar. I didn't know I could even smell in dreams. The rest of you, the same? Reed and I had a very similar experience, almost almost identical. Uh, uh, similar to, uh, but I, I, I experienced sort of a, a sexual uh, uh, feeling. I, I, I'm embarrassed to, uh, to bring that up at this time, but it, it could be important. Um, I just, uh, she, she was uh, very arousing. In the Victorian age? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How Fuck. shocking. 
Sounds like my lady May. That's for sure. Gentlemen, I think that we may have moved into the realm of the supernatural. If this is the case, if we are all having collective dreams. Well, the, the, the symbols, the tattoos, the uh, symbol on the carriage, they, they all relate to uh, uh, blood worship and blood magic. Uh, uh, check out, uh, I mean, look at this book. Look, look at the annotations here. Um, it explains a little bit. Not enough, I'm afraid. Oh, surely, surely you don't all believe that. I mean, we've all had the same experiences over the last couple of days. Not, not completely unreasonable for us to be imagining the same things. Quite, quite right. But we're also in the business of the unusual. And uh, this is Latin here, is it not? Correct. Yes, I have French, but I don't have Latin. Latin. Oh, really? It's all Greek to me. I know Italian. That's perhaps. <laughs> well, that's that's closer. Well, like I said, it is annotated, and the best ex example would be like a, a blood, uh, blood magic, and power, power gain. You know, sapping. No. The blood magic that that sometimes has to do with clans, does it not? Could we talk, be talking about a blood clan uh, of the Irish that are ruling this whole thing? I I don't know. It's interesting, but I'm more interested in these dreams that we've been having. Perhaps we should do a little bit of research. What what can cause us to have such dreams? Uh, we don't have to do it immediately if we're going to go back to the cooperage. But uh, hmm. stranger, or as as Alice would say, curiouser and curiouser. So, what's the plan for the day? We need to get back to the cooperage. It should be much less guarded, if at all. We need to get inside somehow. There's no. These maps don't show a, a nearby sewer entrance, or we've got to we've got to find out what's in there. I have a suggestion. We don't necessarily have to use one of the doors. If we can find a way up onto the roof, we can get into the center. Without we can simply cross the roof and go into the center of it. Um. From what I could see last night, there was, except for when they entered, there was nobody inside. That was damn strange. Damn strange. Now, uh, you see uh, Malcolm, Markham, steps in and he goes, uh, <clears throat> uh, sorry, my tardiness, I was up late last night. Uh, I oiled and uh, loaded up uh, your weaponry. It is all laid out in the uh, library on the tables. Oh, how very nice of you. Shall we storm the cooperage? I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't know. The problem is, is that the police may be involved with these people. Uh, if we get arrested, we're out of, out of operation. They could get rid of us rather easily. Perhaps this, simply, perhaps this is simply, perhaps simply the opportunity to sneak in. I keep thinking if we just run up there with a ladder and climb up onto the roof, we do it on the side of the building where there's no guards. 
there might be a side of the building where there's not even a door. We just, nothing there. We climb up. Nobody even notices. I don't know. It's just a suggestion. I'll go with whatever the, the rest of you think. Well, Paul says, you know, let's face it. We've had a little bit of information that there's going to be a light day there today. We've had that from the fellow downstairs, Sean. I'll pick that up from the two fellas next door. So I'm thinking maybe we'll just go take uh, another ride by. Sounds like, you know, maybe get another uh, butchers up from that tenement building you were in there. Fletch, could you, didn't you mention that the ladies had a little bit of a to-do with, uh, with the Greens? Didn't like them? Well, who does? Well, yeah, but the thing is, they live there. They might know a little bit more about comings, goings, ins and outs. I think we need to be very careful, though, about involving civilians. If they, I'd hate for them to be murdered by the Greens simply because they spoke to us. Uh, but whatever you think. The side door they mentioned was uh, less traveled, much less traveled, in fact, just by, what, Mr. Seams and Aroran, and maybe that's it. So what's your chance, Fletcher, on uh, maybe picking the lock there and just doing a quick looky-loo inside? I'd say about 70%. <laughs> Seems fairly specific. If we had a getaway cab nearby, we could perhaps saunter on over uh, and try that briefly. If things go awry, we could make a quick getaway. If not, we could investigate inside. I think I need to make arrangements for my cousin, uh, Brock, to uh, operate the cab. He does so occasionally on the weekends when I don't need it, I let him use it. Um, I feel I felt uh, uh, useless as a wooden leg the other night when uh, you were all were, were skulking about, and I was only ha I was having to tend the cab. So um, I, I'll make arrangements for that. Plus, I, I want to look around, um, possibly to see if anybody's watching us this morning too. And I, I'll get up and I'll start walking out. Can I do like a counter surveillance to see if anybody's watching us? Yeah, make a roll. Am I looking for a spot hidden? Yes, sorry. Oh, that's a successful. All right, you don't seem to see anybody out there. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll make arrangements to get my cousin over to operate the cab. All right. You grab some kid off the street, send him, give him the address, and send him off running. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, since this might be a little bit of the old, how's your father going on? How about we put a couple of pairs of matched purdies in the cab and some ammo, some shells? I'm sorry, Bull. I don't have the foggiest idea what you're saying. Matched purdy, shotguns. Purdy. Ah. Perhaps if you learn to speak English. I've got the Queen's beans right down the pat here. Fish, you're just not picking it up on it. You've got all that tough talk. Yeah, let's arm ourselves up, most definitely. Do we have a boomerang? 
<laughs> Actually, there is one. No, I don't want the boomerang. That's other people's job. Uh, hmm. My service revolver and a billy club and, an, and a box of uh, ammo. All right. And, uh, and do they have, if it's, it might, if, if there is a tunnel or something, do you think maybe a, a lantern or something might be handy? Do they have something like that? Like a little yeah, lantern? Yeah, little oil lanterns. They don't have yeah, a lantern. You'd actually be able to take them off your cab. Those ones in the front there, they're on the That's right, that's right. I'll take, uh, I'll take my revolver and a walking cane. All right. I will have my brass knuckles, my revolver, and my roll whip. Excellent. By this point, you guys finished eating. You checked your weapons. There's a knock on the door. It's your cousin. You explain to him that you want him, you know, what you want. And you guys are ready to go. Cool. Anything else? Anything special? Well, as we're leaving, we're going to be looking around, I think, to see if anybody's watching us. Everybody can roll a spot hidden. And, of course, this was in the backyard, right? The back was where you first saw the guy yesterday. He, I would assume the cab is going to be brought out to the front so you could walk into it. Yes. Right, but all the loading up we did, we, we, we've got a compound, right? Right, right. Yeah. So you can get in on either side, but even if you got an extreme, there's nobody out there today. I saw no one. All right, so you load up, you have your weapons in the vehicle, uh, this guy's cousin is up on top with him, and you head out towards the Cooperage. Okay. All right, so the about 15 minute trip, you guys rolling up. I don't know if you're gonna go right past it or you wanna stop ahead of time. Roll on by. We're gonna scoop by. it out. Yeah, scope it out so that see if we can see where people are. You roll on past and the gates are completely shut with a big padlock on front. There's nobody guarding it. You don't see anybody out there. You do see some of the kids in the in the vacant lot playing around the broken glass and kicking a ball around. Those same group of washerwomen out there do come back around the other block on the back. Doesn't seem to be anybody out there either. Okay. Just the big gates locked. And nothing down that side alley. Nope. It looks like uh, it's just quiet. Like shops closed for, for the day. All right. So I'll ask, let's, let's pull off pull them all down the road while we'll have a kind of a little bit of chin wag about how we want to do this my suggestion is let's pull up the wagon here across the front of the alley so we can get out in the alley and Fletch maybe you could try the locks on that side door alright and maybe uh, how many kids are there maybe like a half a dozen or so yeah maybe we could play a little game with them saying giving them each a shilling and there's double that for whoever comes back with, I don't know, send them on a little task, like get us an ice cream or something. Uh, you guys could Just do that. to disperse them. I mean, just in case. Or use them to cause a distraction. Yeah, I just don't know if they are, if any of them are eyes for the greens. Maybe I'm paranoid. <laughs> I don't know. 
All right, so you go up to the kids. You want to tell them to get lost for a little while? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Hey, kid, get lost. I mean, if you're giving out money, they're doing whatever you want. So. Yeah, yeah, give them them each a shilling and say uh, to, like, I give them the, the name of this, uh, like a, a market or a store that's a ways away, like several blocks. And I'd say, if you, if you come back with, uh, like, a like, a, a, a some pastries from the shop, I'll, whoever gets here, uh, with that, I'll, I'll give you an extra shilling. I, and they all tear off down the street running. All right. Morning. So pretty quiet there are people you know passing on both sides of the main streets a little bit but not you know it's not a parade of people yeah but if the cab's blocking the alley oh you feel secure then yeah and we're going down the alley fletch works the lock i'm going to be right well not necessarily right behind him but i'm going to be behind him keeping a little bit of the uh mince pies going all right so make a um locksmith roll Mm-hmm. Uh, 38 out of 70, so almost a half. Clicks right open. <laughs> and I didn't even need Marcus. <laughs> Markham. <laughs> Malcolm. Malcolm. So the lock pops open. That guy, yeah. And it's about 9 a.m., just so we get the All times right. right. Um, I carefully open the door and see if there's anything, you know, past right. the. You push it open a little, and it it's. Uh, let me bring up the uh, the map real quick. So you see where it says side foyer. Mm-hmm. That is right here where my mouse is. Is the door that you just opened? Ah, okay. This is the alley over here. Okay. So, let me know your marching order. Well, if have to stay or to leave at this point, it's up leave to it you. There. What's that? Leave it there. Okay. If, is, he looks, if he starts looking airy, give a whistle. And is the cab up at the top or at the bottom of the map? The cab would be towards the bottom, over here. Okay. Uh, you guys came around the front gate and went up the alley. Okay. Seemed to be the safest way. Right. There's more traffic on down down here than there is up here. So. And once we're actually inside, I don't know who needs to go up front. I'm thinking Fletch because he's going to be checking the doors. But the old King Lears are going as well. Let's have a listen what's going on inside. And I, ooh, zero two. Nice. You don't hear anything from the inside. Okay. I'll I'll step inside the door and hold it open for everybody to come in. All right. Who, who so we're in the foyer. Well, I went in first because I just opened it up and I went in. All right. Make a dexterity check. Uh, oh, eight oh. out of... So that's uh, extreme. All right. You open the door... And you step in, then the ceramic tile drops, and you hear the snap of a bear trap. 
And if you didn't make an extreme roll, your foot would have been in there. Anything less than an extreme, you would have been caught in that. Holy shit. <laughs> and a loud snap goes off of a bear trap. Some fancy footwork there, Fletch. And it smashed the, the tile. The tile's just in pieces, almost pulverized. Mm, Bull's having a little growl. He goes out to the I, I believe the they cab. call these booby traps. Yeah. Go out to the cab. I'm coming back in with a pocket full of shells and two purdies. Want one, Fletch? If they're putting traps up. I don't think shooting the traps will help. <laughs> no, I don't want to shoot people who might be around. I've got I've got some protection. Anybody want a shotgun? Oh, I've got uh, my Webley and uh, and a Billy. All right, all right. So um, with four shots. <laughs> so what I, I'm I'm trying to understand are are the tiles designed to give way when you step on them? Correct. There's there's bear traps underneath them. Well, that right there, you see one. Okay. Um. Uh, Benedict, don't you have a walking stick? Indeed. Why don't we poke the floor and see if we can make our way to the uh, the exit there? I'll do exactly yeah. that. I'll kind of extend extend the cane out and and kind of tap the the floor tile as we as we move inside. So you're walking ahead and you're doing like a right. tap on the on the floor and you hear a little echo throughout the room, but you don't seem to see any other traps in this room. Here's to be all clear, gentlemen, not that we shouldn't keep our eyes open as we continue to move forward. You get up to uh, a closed door, but like, you know, an inside door. I'm Does looking it... all around to see if there's any, like, axes that are kind of come swinging down or blade releases or... <laughs> you know, giant boulders rolling, rolling down the hallway. <laughs> and you come to a door, and it's, it's a, it's a not, there's no lock on the door. Okay. I think it's somebody else's turn to try to open the door. I'll open this next door. All right. Careful, please. Right. You carefully open the door and you hear a squeak and you stop for a second and it's nothing and you just open it, continue with the door. And it opens up and now if you peer through the door, you could see uh, the inside of the dirt floor cooperage. There's barrels all over, benches, some wooden seats, and then there's a ring uh, with four big barrels and, you know, making the corners with the ropes going around them. And uh, it's like a wooden platform with canvas stretched out across it. Um, you do, so I'm not even going to make you roll for it. Uh, draped across the ropes of the uh, boxing ring is a black uh, jacket, like uh, with tails. Uh, you know, possibly the one that was you saw the gentleman wearing the night before. Hmm. Where did he the go? We were just in. Wasn't there a doorway into another like office or something like that? There is a door on the. There's a southern door, and then there is a door that leads directly to the cooperage. Correct. I will email you guys all a map all. Uh, picture of this map if you want. That way you could bring it up whenever you know you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. 
And like I said, to the you didn't go through the southern door yet, but you do see the ring and you see the uh, the um, the coat draped across the across it. Is the floor of the ring sanded? No, it's a wooden raised platform with stretched canvas on top of it. And is that canvas got red spots on it? Big oh, ones? absolutely. But nothing more than would happen from a boxing match. It doesn't look like somebody was executed on this map. On this map. On this mat. Like, you know, blood from a, a fight, but not blood from a person being killed. Right. Well, gentlemen, now there's quite a few workrooms and things all around us. If we step out into the the ring area, you should be. I'm sorry, you should be receiving that email. There might be a blank one, and then I resent it again with the map. So if you open it up ah. and it's not attached, open up the second email. Okay. Sorry, what was the question? Um, when we look around us, if we're if we're near the ring now, and we look around us. There's doors everywhere, right? Correct. Different rooms. Yep. Okay, I see. Yeah. All right, and you were talking... Oh, I'm sorry, who was that? That was Leyland. Was you talking about that southern door of the foyer going towards the clerical office? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm at the doorway that uh, leads out into the boxing auditorium, and we, we saw what he described, but that other room, no one's over there. And as a reminder from what you guys told me, where did you see, well, what did you see last night where the lights dimmed? Was that over towards the barrel storage? We saw the lights. Um, we saw the lights. All we could see were lights in the center where the, where the ring is. Okay, so they, after they walked in. They moved towards the, the top left of where the map is was my understanding yeah interpreted but we could really only, back office we could really only see their shadows right yeah. right correct right so obviously the light was between them and wherever you saw and sorry the, the light was on your side of where you could see their shadows right so we must have been they must have been on looking at the map on the left side of the ring walking Mm -hmm. That's what you would assume, correct? So yeah. barrel storage, back or uh, office, and potentially the unused storeroom, correct? Right. I suppose also, because I'm not sure if that's a door that I can see there, it could be towards the back room for the boxes. Yeah, it could be there. Um, and they, of course, could have circled the ring and come back to any other room. I don't know. It, it, are there any like drag marks from the ring in any direction? Maybe you don't see any there in the, in this room. No. Right. I guess I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sort of like. I'm. I'm getting a little bit leery about wasting too much time deciding where where you want to go, boys. Uh, I'm gonna step out into the ring or the auditorium area through that door and move into that corner where that little cart is. And pretty much I've got a shotgun in each hand and pretty much I've got one pointing 
along the front of the back room for the boxers and one covering into the centre of the boxing auditorium. Where do you guys want to go? Uh, do you want to just clear clear rooms clock, clockwise or counterclockwise? Should we stick together? Why don't we start at the clerical office and work towards the... Um, it, it looks like we can stay inside and do the office and then the barrel manufacturer. And at that point, we'll have to kind of go out into the auditorium. All right. Um, All right. So we cler clerical office first? Sure. Yes. And we're looking for, I don't know, stairs going down or a door to stairs or a trap door or some way that they could i mean we're assuming still that they're going underground right should I, we yes should we pair up to speed this along I, I agree with what bull's saying that uh you know time is sort of of the essence here okay well in that case i'm guessing because from where benedict and i were that I'm going to assume that they walked from the front gate down at the bottom up towards the ring uh, on the left side of the ring and that they walked at least to barrel storage or the back office. I agree. Because I would have seen their shadows. Right. That seems walk. to be accurate. Um, I don't think they would have gone into the, the one at the bottom because we wouldn't have seen their shadows. So, so we'll go so check we the barrel store direction. I'll go with I'll go with you, Fletcher. The top the top uh, top room, correct? No, the one the one straight across from the the ring. Oh, barrel storage. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. So go in there. You guys can make a roll. Okay. Make a spot hidden roll. Eighty three. That is not a pass. I pick up a twenty three, which is a pass. All right. Um, in that room, basically, there's uh, old used barrels. There is one of the barrels is filled, and it is lamp oil. It's labeled lamp oil right on it. Nice. Right. Uh, there, everything else in there is just empty husks of barrels, broken barrels. You move them around. You don't really. There's nothing else in there. Okay. Shall we keep? Shall we keep moving to the back left, gentlemen? Yes. You call it. I'm just backing you up for the most part. So, so which into the back office. Back office. I may have misunderstood something. Yeah. I thought two of us were going to go over there and two of us were going to look at the clerical office. Well, there are five here. of us. Five of us? Oh, there are five of us. Okay. Layla. No, yeah, it's the same as the Queen's Fletch. You've got to have your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> They're so vulgar. I never used them. Um, yeah, you got one, and then you got two. But did we did we split the party? I don't know. I don't know what the other two did. I I went out and covered the auditorium. When you went across, I just moved along. So, yeah. Reed and Leland, was that what you were going to do? Is look in the clerical office? Yeah, I was going to back up Leland. Okay. Yes. So yes, we did split the party. So in the clerical office, make a roll. Uh, spot hidden. Spot hidden, correct. Sorry. <laughs> no. Were you successful? No. Checking out my shoelaces again. 
And what was the other spend, one? Uh, I spent luck. Okay. Um, actually, don't spend luck. Basically, okay. in that room, all that there really is of notice after you look through the papers, there's a bunch of betting slips, blank betting slips. And then there is some paperwork for receiving of oil lamps, lan you know, lanterns, oil lanterns, and oil from Heligon uh, Company. I will get you the correct spelling of that later. I believe it is Heligon. Um, and that's all that is in, currently in that room right there. Some receipts for here it is. Uh, H E L I G O L A N D Company. Heligoland Company. So the uh, next next move is to the back office then for Yeah, uh, for us. Fletcher I and Bull. And it looks like we have to go out and then come back. Correct. Yeah. Right. So you go back, swing up through there. Uh, no need to roll for that. There is just a couple um, empty crates, also with that same Heligong, Heligong logo on it. And that's all that's really in there. There's a broken desk, um, uh, the smell of urine, a couple broken, you know, bottles. Lovely. Uh, who is checking out the boxing auditorium? Um, you didn't do that one? We haven't actually done the boxing auditorium, but so other than, of course, I've been in there looking around as they went in and out the doors. All right. Like I said, you saw that jacket, the gentleman's jacket draped mm -hmm. across the, uh, the ring. Should we look under it? <laughs> Check hey, and see if his wallet's there. Go and you pat down the jacket, and you find a crumpled uh, piece of paper, like newspaper clipping, in there. I've lost. I didn't, my... I didn't find it, but I'll read it. Uh, Gentlemen of distinction and means are invited to probe the mysteries of the universe at the Hall of the Dark Mysteries at their next scheduled meeting occurring this Thursday. New members welcome. Those of open and inquiring minds will find the evening especially fruitful. Led by the mistress of the hall, deep meditation will allow you to transcend this material plane and commune with angels. The meeting, the meeting begins at 7 o'clock prompt, and after a short vetting procedure, members will be allowed to enter and begin their new journey. Their journey. Uh, refreshments offered, the Old Chapel, 12 Piggott Street, Limehouse. And is 12 Piggott Street where the Cooperage is? No, it is not. <laughs> Hmm. So you do find that note. Hmm. That's worth 12 Pickett Street. That's definitely worth a look. Yeah, let's finish off with this place. I'm actually going to clamber up onto the ring area because I am going to try and figure out if I can work out what Bare Knuckle Bill may have been looking at when he got distracted by following the story of what those guys in the pub told me. Make a, um, I don't know, an intelligence, uh, make an idea. 
And I guess Ben and I are going to look in the back room for boxes. Uh, sorry, intelligence role? Yeah. Or educate, whatever, education, intelligence. Okay. Well, basically, I would have failed my intelligence, but I do pass my education um, with a regular. So you position yourself in the uh, what would be the northwest section of the ring, and you look over your shoulder, and it looks directly into the back room for boxes room, the room that says back room for boxes. And if I'm just were... gonna uh, whoever's out in that auditorium or coming out of those doors, I'm gonna point one of the shotguns towards those two doors. Well, that's actually where we're going right now. Okay, because we just came out of the back office. Right. The the that I should be. All right, so who's walking into there? Um, ben and I. All right, so you guys walk in and do a spot hidden. Nope. Um, 30. Uh, spot hidden. Actually, make an idea roll. It's a pass. All right, so you guys walk into the room, and you're looking around, and you see more lanterns. Uh, burnt out matches on the floor. They spent uh, some time in here. There's also a newspaper. If you pick it up, it is a newspaper from Ireland, which is a it's a separatist newspaper. I will actually just give you the guy the name of the newspaper later. It's not too too important. What is important about it is that it's an Irish newspaper from Ireland that. Uh, it basically a Finian movement newspaper. Hmm. Now, I'll pick it up uh, and fold it up and place it in my pocket to show the others later. Now make uh make idea rolls. Um, nineteen. Twenty-four. That'll definitely do it. You're standing in a room with maybe seventy-five barrels. Mm -hmm. Lanterns, oil, and matches. And, and uh, by now, I'll have joined them. Uh, I'm going to just do a spot hidden just on specs, see if there's anything else in there. And I pass that with a regular. All right. You guys start moving barrels around, and uh, lo and behold, there is a trap door on the floor. Aha! Fletcher, not, uh, not to cast a negative light on our situation, but we are sitting in a literal tinderbox. You're, you're correct. There's quite a lot of flammables. Yeah, which means they probably want all this stuff for down there, because there ain't any point in having it up here. Unless this is the last time they plan to visit this location. Well, I mean, they'll probably still have boxing matches, and they do have to light the place. Yeah, but they don't need this much oil and all that lamp oil out there. That we saw in the other place. Well, that's the lighting the lights downstairs. Right. I didn't find any oh. Yeah, and tell that bitch Alexa to shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, Jason, um, Reed and I would have gone to the office and the um, the barrel manufacturer at this point. Um, yeah. The Barrel manufacturer office is now a latrine for all the people watching the boxing match. So you kind of open it up and like almost gag on your breakfast and close it back up. Okay. Uh, if you 
let's just blow through it real quick. If you look at the one that's labeled Gang's Common Room, is a bunch of cards around, uh, half put out cigarettes, uh, some dice, bedding, multiple bedding slips, and broken beer bottles. So probably by now we give them a little. No. Yeah. I think that's them. Let's go. So you, who wants to open the door? Do you want to wait until next week? It's past. Well, I, I'm, I have a nice little okay. uh, cliffhanger coming up. That's why I was trying to push you guys to the door. Ah. Crack yeah. open the door, light the uh, lanterns, and if you guys want to head on down. Is there a ladder or is there stairs? It's stairs. Stairs descending. Ah, they're not savages. Um. <laughs> When, uh, uh, is it when cold? Oh, would you like to lead the way? Shotguns <laughs> drawn. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably suggest that somebody with a light goes forward first, with probably with a barker, because this is backup weaponry. Anything coming up or behind us or coming down that corridor, you can run past me and I'll let them have it. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Lantern in one hand, my uh, my revolver in the other, and I'll start down the steps. All right. You guys start descending down the stairs, filing in one at a time. It's pitch black except for the lantern lights. Um, you all smell what seems to be a mixture of rotting flesh, urine, and some sort of animal scent that you can't quite place except for the military man. Make a, uh, make a um, natural world. Uh, let's see, natural world is uh, uh, just ten. Ten. Um, well, from military experience, just make a roll. Let me let me know what you got. Oh gosh, ninety-eight. No, you you smelled you smelled this somewhere in your campaigns in your travels, but you're not sure what it is. And. Um, you guys had in it now it's a it looks almost like a sewer you could stand two abreast if you're shoulder to shoulder like literally like this the the ceiling is at most five and a half six feet tall in spots brick all bricked up and it goes in and what it looks like kind of to a t-junction everybody make a listen check Hey, oh six, finally. Twenty four. Is that an extreme? Uh for listen. Oh, it's gotta be uh, listen, listen, uh, forty. Yeah, that's an extreme. On listen. You've heard you you all hear whoever passed hears something like pattering in the darkness. Ahead of us or behind us? Ahead of us, but it's echoing around. Pattering? Pattering sounds like like feet, possibly not human, animal. Oh. Okay, since I'm towards the rear of the group, I'm going to move against the left hand wall with a shotgun facing along that wall past you guys. So if you need to run, you can run past me. I'm going to move past you before the giant thing attacks us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, yes, make it forward. All right, so do you guys continue walking deeper into the tunnel? Quietly, yeah. All right. Yeah. Service revolver out. 
it comes right, to... Whoever's up front, go against the right-hand wall, not the left-hand wall. It comes to a T-junction. Do you want to go left or right? Do they look the same in both directions? Exactly the same. Hmm. Anyone want to flip a shilling? Eeny, meeny, <laughs> miny, mo. Uh, One potato, two potato, three potato, four, five potato, six potato, seven potato, more. Fletch, you go left. We, we can't just keep standing here chattering. Let's go to the right. Yeah. Hurry. To the right. right. You guys start going down the right, and it curves off soon after, and it, it loops around like a... Le uh, you go to the right, and it makes a hard left, and then back in. And you're hearing now a uh, almost like a bassy, like, um, how shall I describe it? Like, kind of like, a, almost like a growl, but not a growl. And Reed, it hits you instantly where you've heard this sound. You've heard this sound while you were in Africa. And it's oh. definitely some sort of a cat. Oh, oh this is not in the briefest of seconds, there is a flash of something running past you. Everybody make a um, sanity check. Oh dear. Oh seven. Yeah. That's my game. Oh seven as well. I'm scared ah, For those who failed, D4. For those who passed, take one point. One. Ah. Okay. And that's where we're going to leave it. Ah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, one point. Good cliffhanger. And you just <laughs> that third green extra eye. Apparently, I thought that's what tiger, all tigers look like. I'm not uh, a zoologist. <laughs> this does not like what I've seen, uh, look oh like goodness. what I've seen out there. All right. Our players included Joshua Hoop, Kevin Glazner, uh, Raymond Offord, Stuart, Lipley, and myself with Jason Melanchok as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production. In order to create a richer listener experience, we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to uh, become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.